0: <laughs> Alright, let's see uh, get this going here. Give me one moment. Okay. Well good morning. Good morning, good morning everyone. Good morning. Um, just want to go ahead and uh, first of all, thank Duncan for, for his communion message. Yeah, that yeah, was okay. uh, yeah. fantastic. Um, uh, it, was, it was very well delivered and, and, and really impactful. Well, I appreciate that so much. Um, so much. Um, Also, wanna want to welcome Melba uh, here with us. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us this morning, and welcome. Welcome to to Huntsville, Um, and uh, and Maria and John's daughter is here, where is she? Uh, Melissa, thank you so much for for joining us this morning, and and, uh, I hope that your your visit here with us is is, uh, going well and um, and looking forward to uh, to meeting you and spending some time with you um, um, as well. But um, and welcome to everyone else who uh, are our guest this morning. Um, I hope that um, your time with us uh, this morning will be will be great as well. You know, I want I want to welcome all our guests vi- visiting with us today, and I hope and pray that, this will not be your last visit. Amen. I hope that this is just, you know, uh, a taste of the greater Huntsville Church for you, that you'll be, you'll be coming back to visit with us. Uh, but I want to preface this series that we're just starting today um, called um, Go With God. I want to preface the series by saying that much of what you will hear uh, in this series is pretty much how we do church. Okay, um, it's how we do church, how we uh, introduce someone to the gospel, and uh, what it means to follow Christ. This is this is for uh, someone who has never thought of following Christ, or perhaps someone who has followed um, in the past or uh, needs to recommit. Nevertheless, I do believe that the principles in the Bible studies are excellent excellent for us to revisit as Christians as often as possible and even recommit our hearts uh, to Jesus. You know, that being said, we're going to try to do something quite different this morning. We're going to try to teach a Bible study series for making uh, Christians as well as preach the word of God. So that's going to be a little bit interesting this morning, as well as as we go through this series in the next three weeks. Uh, So this will be a sermon about today. This will be a sermon about how to do a Bible study. Um, How together we can go with God. Amen. And um, so let's get ready for our journey this morning together with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you in prayer, God. Just so grateful to be together this morning, uh, Father. I pray that um, you will be with us, that you will open our hearts wide to your word, um, Father. I pray that uh, your Holy Spirit will guide us this morning. That this will not be um, opinion, but this will be um, um, your uh, word coming through to us, Father, filling our hearts, God, and and uh, transforming us this morning. Father, thank you so much for those who are here with us uh, to hear your word, and I pray that uh, those who are, are not here with us will be able to um, tune in to um, uh, online as well. Thank you, Father, for your love, your grace, your mercy, and it's through your son's name we pray, amen. Amen. So, let me ask a question. Um, have you ever been lost? <laughs> yes, Yes. been lost. often. I'm a guy. I'm a guy, (laughs) right? Right? We get lost pretty often. And, um, you know, I have been lost many times, especially, you know, before the creation of the wonderful GPS. Right? You remember, some of us remember back before GPS, in our cars, we had MapQuest that we had to print it out, yeah. right? And we drove around with this MapQuest in the car, and while we drive, we're looking at the MapQuest, right? And we're like, all right, I hope I don't get in an accident, but I gotta look at the MapQuest. And, and if you are safe, you would pull off the road to look at MapQuest. Yeah. Get back on the road and drive, and then you gotta pull off the road again and look at MapQuest, right? Uh, because you printed it out, and, and I tell you, sometimes, you know, um, you know, uh, you know GPS. Uh, nowadays, when we use GPS, sometimes so, so many of us get so accustomed to GPS that even to go down the street, you know, we put on GPS anyway, right? <laughs> if you go to a grocery store, or, or something like that. We'll put GPS on anyway because we want to see traffic. We want to see the different things that features that GPS um, that GPS offers. But I get lost many times and the worst is when you get lost in a place like a foreign country. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Especially if you don't know the language. Yeah. Right? That's that's pretty tough. Mm-hmm. And um, you don't know the language, you don't know the customs. You know, you you get this pit in your stomach. And you wonder, am I am I am I going to be okay? in this place. You know, what about getting lost in the woods where everything pretty much looks the same. You're in the woods and you're going this way and you, and you see trees over here and you turn around and it's almost like you see the same trees. And you have no idea where you are. You're, you find a path and you're like, awesome. If I go down this path, I'm gonna be okay. You walk down the path and you turn around and it's like, did I turn around? That's the same path. It's the same direction. And you don't know what is happening. And you start thinking, am I going to get home tonight? Right? Because you're lost. Do I have enough water? Do I, do I have enough food? You start thinking, man, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have come this way. And and you start thinking about your life and, and the different things that happened yesterday or today. I shouldn't have been so mean to my wife. Mm-hmm. I, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have been so harsh to my son with my son, etc. And these are these are the the thoughts that go through your mind. And you feel hopeless, you feel you feel helpless, and you feel afraid. Have you ever been that lost? Mm-hmm. Some, some of you guys have like, never been in that situation. But yeah, some of us have been that long. And it's scary. It's scary to be in that situation. Imagine the feeling. Thinking you're on the right path, and then you realize you're not. So dream with me for a little bit here. Let's dream. Who is lost in your life? Imagine how they must feel being lost. You know, we all have people in our life who think they're on the right path and then realize they're not. Isaiah said, We all, like sheep, have gone astray. You know, who's gotten off that path? Who needs to find Jesus so their life can change here, now, and forever and eternity? You know, I hope that we're seeing pictures of family members. I hope that we're seeing pictures of friends. I hope we're seeing pictures co-workers. I hope we're seeing pictures of neighbors. I hope we're seeing pictures of children. I hope we're seeing pictures of classmates. Picture them in your mind. Dream for a little bit. Dream for them. Write those names down. Write those names down, maybe, in, maybe for those of you ha- who have your field guides with you, write those names down in the cover of the field guide. Because you're going to need to pray for them. This is a, when we think about these Bible studies, this is a serious time to dream for those people. You know, in Genesis 15, God takes Abraham outside and has him, has him look up at the stars so Abraham can see God's dream for his life. He has him look up at the stars and, and dream for his life. To, to bear that much fruit. Imagine that. He looks up and he sees these stars. You know, there is a star called the Sirius star, also known as the dog star, Sirius A. It's the brightest star in, Earth's, in the Earth's night sky, the brightest one. The name means glowing in Greek. It is truly amazing to see this star. It's bright. We can bright, you look at it, you're like, oh my gosh, look at what God has made, this is amazing, right? And see, there are different approaches that churches can take to make disciples, to make an impact on those people that you just pictured in your mind, that you dreamed for. A church can have one star, like the Sirius star, or maybe a few people who can teach the gospel and change lives. Or a church can be full of bright, shining lights, that can change the world one by one by teaching the gospel to the people in their lives. We've always opted for option two. That's the harder way, of course. It's easier for everyone to just sit back and let me and Claudette and a handful of leaders in the church fulfill the Great Commission. But think about it, it's gonna be a lot harder for us to reach that friend you just thought about, than it is for you. So you've got some learning to do, right? You've got some contemplating to do. You've got some study to do. And the, and the word disciple means a learner, so I think we're on the right track. Amen. Amen. So the next three sermons are going to cover the meat of our Go With God Bible Study series. There's a free copy for everyone who doesn't have one, and, and I think that we should all have one by now. So if you're a guest here and you don't have one, we have one for you. And I believe that, you know, if you, if you so if you don't have one, just please let us know. The field guide coincides with the web app, right? And so on the, on the, on the field guide, it will show you what the, what the web app is. And the web app is at gowithgod.org. And the goal is for each and every disciple of Jesus to be able to make disciples of Jesus. And so, isn't that awesome? For all of us to be able to be bright, shining stars. And not just one or two. But for all of us to be able to do this. I mean, how exciting is that? Because that's what Jesus wanted that's what God wanted. And I think that is amazing. Now, you will, probably won't be able to read this from where you're sitting. And that's why um, I would like for us all to have our books with us. And I want to make an important uh, caveat here before we dive into this message, um, dive further into the sermon. Is that, you know, whenever I do Bible studies or whenever we do Bible studies, I want to make it very clear that these are resources that we're using. Right. Right. These are mere resources that are, quite frankly, flawed. <laughs> these resources are flawed. They're not as perfect as the Bible. They're going to have errors in there. Yeah. Right? And so we want to make sure that we are focused on the Scriptures. Mm. Alright? So, the Bible study series doesn't say it. Jesus saves. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so, in fact, the Bible study series, even though I think it's the coolest thing our fellowship does, right, is to have a Bible study series that we can use to duplicate our efforts to study the Bible with people, right, it's only a part of a person's salvation picture. Amen. And so what I've seen... Is that, and what, what some of the leadership in the, our family of churches, what we've seen is that a person needs three things to become a true follower of Christ. And you may have heard this in some of the videos that, that were sent out as well. Is that, is is, is what we, the, the three things are, that one, that they need to fall in love with God. Mm-hmm. And you can't make a person do that. You can't force somebody to fall in love with God. They're they're either going to do it or they're not. The other thing is that they need to fall in love with the church. They need to fall in love with the body of believers. And again, you can't force that. We can be the nicest, loveliest people. (laughs) But you can't force that. And I think here in our church, we have... In my opinion, the nicest, loveliest people. (laughs) But you still can't force it. The third thing is that we have to believe the gospel and respond biblically. And that's the main function of the Bible study series. And so our first message will come from the second week in the Go With God Bible study series, starting on page 11. And so let's imagine again, our friend is studying the Bible, and yes, this is awesome, they're studying the Bible, we're so grateful, we're like, we're fired up, we're like, yes, this is great, God is moving in their lives, not for us, but for them and God, and we're excited, and they come here, they come to the church building to, to, to sit with us, we with them, or a kitchen table, or a coffee shop, and we're just super excited for them. And they've already filled out their field guide by going through the the web app, and you've gone through it as well. So you're on the same page, right? And ready to have a great conversation. And because that's how the study series works, right? Web app coincides with the field guide. And, and the Bible study that you're going to lead is actually on the, on the last page of the field guide um, or the last, the last page of the week that you're on. Um, for instance, uh, page 20 would be authentic discipleship, which we're talking about today. Um, But you start by talking about how the Bible study was and and if they have questions. And what are some of the biggest things that impacted them in that week, right? Then you say a prayer. Then, after that, you go back and pay special attention to the things in the boxes, right? So we have these, these boxes, as you can see there on the screen, that highlighted box. You pay special attention to the things in the boxes for your conversation and also as you studied it out. And you think about what you really feel passionate about and want to to share. Because here's the thing, people are going to remember, that people aren't gonna remember all the little details as much as they'll remember that you are passionate about the word of God and authentic discipleship. That you are passionate about it. See, the Bible Bible app starts by teaching about relativism, which means that everyone can believe different truths. So it starts talking about that, right? And as it comes off my tongue, it just doesn't even sound right. right that everyone can believe these different truths. But the Bible teaches that there is truth and there's falsehood. There's truth and falsehood. So you can't believe all these different truths. And so we'll never perfectly grasp the truth which Jesus claims to be. He says, I am the way and the truth and the life. Mm -hmm. We'll never perfectly grasp it. But we can't just make up our own truth. Mm -hmm. We even look at some places that call themselves a church and we find that they're making up their own truth. And it's relative. And so what do we do? What do we do? We head for the word of God. Mm -hmm. We have to head for the word of God. And so we call that the word study. We head for the truth. Can you handle the truth? <laughs> That's the question. Can you handle the truth? Hebrews 4, 12 through 13, it says, For the word of God is alive and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit. Joints and marrow It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of your hearts. Nothing in all creation, nothing, y'all, nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything, everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give accounts. Now here's, here's how I've seen people do Bible studies, right? We know the answers. So you're trying to help people get answers right, like you're a math tutor, (laughs) right? And so, but, but you're not a math tutor. You're showing someone the book of life that God wrote. You're not a tutor, right? You're not a math tutor. You're showing someone this amazing thing that God wrote. Did you hear I read that scripture? Right, but, but and, and we can we can study with people like they're trying to pass a driver's ed exam, right? And, 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 and they don't care. They just need the answers for the test. And that's not what this is. This is amazing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. This fires me up. It's amazing stuff. This is life saving, life saving stuff about our Savior. Yep. And so sometimes I hear when we're when we're doing Bible studies, and I've sat in Bible studies with people, and we read the Scripture and we talk about the Scripture. I hear, okay, so um, what the word? What the what? What is the word of God? The word of God. Well, what, what does it mean to you? Like, What is a sword? What do you think a sword is? And we're, and we, that's how we talk about life-saving stuff. Without any passion about the word of God. Um, that is sharper than a double-edged sword. Yeah. That penetrates. Instead of saying, do you know That when you read these passages Mm -hmm. this week, you are holding a sword in your hand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm Wow! Come on,
1: do you know
0: that? Yes, sir. Come on. But we we talk about it like it's no. We take a passage that talks about the word being alive. Yeah. And active. And we share it like it's dead and spiritless. Come on, baby. I told many of you that I'm introverted. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But you won't know it when I'm up here talking about God. Okay. All right, you won't know that when I'm up here talking about my God. When I'm done up here, I want to go to bed.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I go home, and I don't want to talk to nobody. <laughs> so yeah, she said, just eat and sleep. <laughs> because this is my God I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. When I get in a Bible study, same thing. I like to limit them to an hour, but sometimes it lasts three. <laughs> I'm talking about my God. Right. I mean, come on. This is life-saving stuff, guys. Here's the thing. They, they already studied it. and probably grasped it. So the very passage, so, so with every passage in this booklet, what you get to do because of the web app is you get to bring your very best stuff is you get to sit down and be like, oh, yeah, let's go. That awesome, in, that awesome insight that you heard or, or read about or a personal story or something that, that hit you when you studied it. When you studied it out in, in, in the week leading up to the study, because what? Like we said last week, you're curious. So you can bring your stuff now and you're like, oh, Yeah. Guess what I learned about this? Don't just stick to the script and check the boxes. Inspire. The Word of God is alive and active. It's a sword. We're gonna be. We're gonna be judged by it. Let's go. Come on. It's gonna change your life. You're going to be different. Mm -hmm. Don't talk about it like, hey, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Word of God. (laughs) It's a sword. It's a switchblade. (laughs) Pocket knife. No. Come on. Set the tone for these studies that you're doing. Next verse is is 2 Timothy that we see in the book. 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. It says, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. You know, I love to have a conversation here. It it says that that scripture is God-breathed. God breathed. It is inspired by God. Mm -hmm. This is a great time to ask your friend if they really believe that. Mm -hmm. That's a tough question. And it would be easier to just assume that the person you are studying with believes the whole Bible. But it's essential that they're able to talk about their doubts as they grow their faith, I think this challenges us as well. Why? Do you believe the entirety of the Bible is from God? Do you believe it? Do you treat the Bible like that? Do you, do you treat the Old Testament like it's as important as the New? Do you treat the Bible like that? When was the last time you read Obadiah? When was the last time you read Amos? Do you treat the scriptures like that? Some of you read the Bible once a year, so you may have read Obadiah once a year. Do you treat the Bible like the entirety of the scriptures is from God? So many Christians don't have a good answer for that question. I'm not going to answer it for you, but you should know why you believe that the Bible is inspired by God, and you can share it in your testimony when you study the Bible. Amen. Amen. The Bible's truly amazing. It is. It's amazing. When you read it, are you just skimming through it? I was talking to Micah the other day, and I said, bro sometimes we, we talk about following these Bible reading plans where it's like read through the Bible in a year. I said, I can't do that. I can't. Because when I read it, I get caught up and i got to slow down. I'm like, whoa, do you see that? Whoa! So I slow down and I'm like reading it again and I'm starting to daydream like I'm seeing it. I can't read through the Bible like that. That's too quick. Because I start to go places like, whoa. <laughs> Come on, y'all. I get fired up about it. Yeah. Alright, baby. Come on man. I'm gonna skip the next this next slide here just keep going because I don't wanna we got a whole lot of this. John 8, 30. Even as he spoke, many believed in him. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Come on. Come on. Guys, these these scriptures have been in our Bible studies forever, but every time I read them, I'm like, gee whiz. This passage ties to ties the Word of God to the discipleship study. The Bible's standard is beyond belief or beyond mere belief. So many Christians have a Santa Claus faith. If you believe that Santa's in the North Pole and, you know, if, if I believe that Santa's in the North Pole and I do my best to stay off the naughty list, then I'll get presents on Jesus' birthday. Wow. A lot of people's faith hasn't evolved much past that. The names and places just change. If I believe that God is in heaven and do my best to stay off the naughty list, then I get to go to heaven on Jesus' return day. So I we think sometimes. That's easy believism. You know, and and as you study the Bible with people, you can talk about the difference between easy believism and, and true belief, which is discipleship. Actually following Jesus as a student of the master. It's not perfection. A lot of people will get discouraged because it sounds like it's all or nothing and they can use fatalism as a defense mechanism. We're not preaching perfection, but devotion. The opposite of perfection, really. It's a commitment to learning about Jesus as disciples because we admit that we have so much to learn. And so we teach about discipleship. Guys, you can do this. We all can do this. We can all learn about discipleship and we can all teach discipleship. We can all do it. And so in Mark 1, Starting in verse 14. I love this passage. It just says so much, but only if you look deep into it. After Jesus was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake. For what? They were fishermen. Without delay, they just left their Mm dad. You know, the big point here is that becoming a disciple changes everything. No longer fishermen, but fishers of men. Now hear what I'm about to say, guys. Hear what I'm about to say. There is no such thing as a Christian that's not on mission. Yeah. Yeah. There is no such thing as a Christian that is not on mission. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Disciples are fishers of people. So get dreaming for your friend and ask. How will this change your life? Dream for your friend and ask them, "How is this going to change your life? Mm-hmm. This isn't getting more religious. This is life. Yeah. Mission, purpose, change. Some of our purpose before we became Christian <coughs> was to get up, Christians and get up, go to work, make money, take care of the kids. Just like these fishermen. That was their purpose and Jesus said no it's not your purpose anymore. Your purpose is to fish for people. Amen. They see how they should see how Jesus changed the lives of these fishermen and now they know their lives can be changed too. Matthew 18 Matthew 20:18 through 20. Then Jesus came to say to them and said, all authority of heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. From the beginning of his ministry, Until now, at the very end, Jesus was totally consistent with his message. Disciples make disciples. That's why we do these Bible studies. To those of you who are guests today, this is why we do these Bible studies. And so, in this point of the study, it's great to... To point out here because it says it in the scripture. It's great to point out here. Baptism. But don't get fully into it. Because there's a whole section in the next study. And also great to to talk about the church. Because it talks about all nations. Right? And Jesus set up his disciples for success. But even they had a hard time understanding what the church would be like amen. people today still have a hard time understanding what the church is right. how it should look and how amazing the church is yeah. Yeah. On, let me get an amen on how amazing the church amen. is amen. But we'll study that too. Yeah, she approves, John David. (laughs) And so finally, we look at, we're going to, you know, you look at Luke 9 and and Luke 14. I won't read those now, but um, for the sake of time here. But, you know, what what it talks about is if anyone, right? You guys know that, those passages. Most important things in these passages are the two words, if anyone. There's a universal standard here mm-hmm. to following Christ. And it's tough stuff, really. Taking up the cross daily. See, whenever I do these studies with someone, you know, and this is, the, the, this is another reason why this is such a good way to, to, to operate as a church. It's good for all of us to be involved in these Bible studies, right? Amen. Because Amen. Yeah. whenever I do these studies, I get so convicted. Mm-hmm. Am I still truly following Jesus? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about it. Am I denying myself? Am I taking up my cross daily? Mm-hmm. You see, sometimes we do these studies and we think, oh, this is just for them. You have your field guide. Have many of you gone through the entire field guide? Probably not some of you because you're like, oh, this is just for those guys who I'm gonna study with. But what about you? Are you recommitted? Is this important for you? Yes, it is. Because sometimes you gotta ask yourself these questions. Am I still truly following Jesus? Am I denying myself? Am I taking up my cross daily? Studying the Bible with our friends helps us to really examine our walk with God and stand up a little straighter. You know, those who study the Bible more often with people do better spiritually. You don't study the Bible with anybody at all, you're going to have a tough time. Because it helps you to recommit. We feel the good pressure of of setting an example. Not being perfect, but vulnerable. Mm -hmm. About our weaknesses. And that's so important. But it does something to your faith when you get an opportunity to help somebody else. Mm -hmm. Amen. John 13, 34, 35. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Amen. And the study ends by talking about Jesus' sacrificial love as an example. As an example. And says, Look, you do this too. What a study. Amen. What a study. And again, the study doesn't save. Jesus saves. The Bible saves. The Holy Spirit saves. That's right. And after you passionately review the study <clears throat> with your friend, that page after after the whole Bible study on page 20, it suggests some things to talk about. Tell your story of how you became a Christian especially focus on on the difficult parts right like for instance how did you become how did you become a Christian share those things how did you have what did you have to give up what were what were you off or even wrong about but willing to change when you saw the scriptures How has it made a difference in your life? Why was it worth it? And then, you can ask them what they think will be difficult about being an authentic disciple of Jesus. Talk about how the church exists to strengthen them and invite them to upcoming events. Because we can't make disciples on our own. And it's great to talk to them about how their reading of Luke is going and and then get them to to set up for next week. But alas, it's homework. <laughs> right? If not homework, go through the next study on, on the web app and, and 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 take notes in the booklet. And also write down their, their <coughs> testimony, answering the same kind of questions that you just went over with them, right? And, you, that you just answered about, th- about your life. Right? But here's the thing. This is more than just a Bible study. This is more than just a Bible study. This is more than just a sermon about how to do a Bible study. That you just listen to. Jesus says that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. We have to decide if we'll be a church that just teaches authentic discipleship. Amen. Or if we will be a church of authentic disciples. Amen. The difference is you. Amen. We're going to teach it. But it is up to you to live it, and to teach it yourself to others. Will the truth be something we just believe? Or will the truth be our way of life? Will you watch me and a few others help people find Jesus? Or will you yourself participate in the most amazing parts of being a Christian? by helping someone respond to the gospel and be saved. This isn't just a good idea or a neat technique. I want you to participate and I want you to picture that friend or family member that God placed on your heart at the beginning of this message. Mm -hmm. You are the star in their sky. You've got the spirit You've got the word of God, and a church, and even a Bible study resource. And for that, friend, for that soul, you probably can't even see the extent of the things. But it's dark. You are the star in their sky. The question is, will you shine? Mm. Brothers and sisters, guests, let's go with God together and light up the Huntsville sky. Oh, Amen. Amen. Join us next week for biblical salvation. And To God be the glory. Amen. 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 Amen.